Welcome to the Bethlehem Lutheran Church podcast. To find out more about our community, go to our website at BethlehemLutheran.net or find us on Facebook as Bethlehem Granada Hills. This podcast is from Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. We have for you a choral rendition of Order My Steps by Glenn Burley and arranged by Jack Schrader, followed by a sermon by Pastor Megan Freiling on Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. You are welcome to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. Enjoy this podcast.
Good morning. So I um, have been thinking lately about sort of one of the ways that we greet each other, right? We usually say, good morning, how are you doing? So is that something most of you say often? Yeah? So we have a therapist who's been working with our family a little bit who has asked us instead of saying, how are you doing, to, stay, to take a moment and think about how we're feeling all the time, which can be hard. So I want you to take a moment to pause, take a deep breath, Instead of thinking about how you're doing, think about how you're feeling. Now there's a lot going on in the world and in our own community, in each of your lives. So every single week, I know that you come through those doors, you sit in these pews, and there is more going on in your head and in your heart than simply following along with the order of worship. Some weeks you come here and you are rejoicing because you're grateful for some act of mercy you've seen or received. Maybe you walk in feeling inspired by all the joyful things you've experienced this week or even this very morning. Or maybe one week you're mourning the loss of something huge, a loved one, a job, a pet, a way of life. Maybe another week you're feeling angry. Maybe you're angry with someone who's hurt you personally, or you're feeling some larger anger about gun violence in schools or anger at the hypocrisy and endless frustrations of our government. The weight of these feelings on your heart and on your mind can be a lot. Sometimes the good feelings outweigh the bad, and some weeks it can feel like it's whiplash back and forth every day between one thing and another. But having these feelings means that you've been paying attention. You have been living your life and actually caring about the people around you, our state, our country, the world. You actually care that our kids are safe both today and in the future. You care about the environment and its future. You care about those who are hurting here in the pews next to you. And you want to pray for them and to help them through their pain. You care about injustice and cruelty. You care about discrimination and destruction. And while it can make life harder, it's important. It's important that you are paying attention. Blessed are you for not walking through life as though nothing you do matters. Blessed are you for all that you do to make change in this world. Now this morning we heard Jesus list off a number of blessings, a list that we call the Beatitudes. Now this passage is a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus had become so famous at this point in his ministry that people were flocking to him. He was surrounded by a crowd of people who wanted to see and experience his miraculous healings. They wanted to hear a word from him. So he went up a mountain and sat down to take a moment to teach, to explain what he's about and what God is up to. Now in this part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus blesses a whole range of people. But quite notably, he blesses the kind of people who aren't normally seen as blessed based on, based on the world's standards. 
So why don't you open up your bulletins and let's read together from that gospel passage right there. So you're going to find that on page 5. And let's read together verses 3 through 11. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Now, for many of us, these Beatitudes are an extremely familiar part of Scripture. For me, I know it's something that I learned in Sunday school as a kid. It's a passage I've heard over and over in sermons throughout my life. It's something I've read in devotional books and seen as framed artwork in pretty fonts. Now, when something is that familiar... I think it can be helpful to have someone take these words and rewrite them in a way that makes the familiar feel fresh and that gives you perhaps a newer understanding. So here's a simpler rewrite to it that I found helpful. It's good for those who know they do not know everything. They belong in God's world. It's good for those who are terribly sad. They will be comforted. It's good for those who obey. They will be in charge. It's good for those who don't get justice now. They will get it. It's good for those who forgive and care about others. God forgives and cares about them. It's good for those who are pure in heart. They will see God. It's good for the peacemakers. They will be praised as God's own children. It's good for those who are hurt because they stand up for God's ways. They will be called heroes and heroines. It's even good for you when people come after you because you follow me. You will be rewarded. Now, because you're paying attention to what's going on in the world around you, surely you fall into one or several of these categories from the Beatitudes. You are sad. You forgive and care. You yearn for justice. You are a peacemaker. And God sees you. God knows you. God brings you goodness and blessing. Now, these blessings from Jesus also connect us to what we hear from our reading from the sixth chapter of Micah. This passage includes another verse that is probably familiar and a favorite verse for many of you here, which is Micah 6, 8. Why don't we go ahead and read that one together, too? So open up your bulletins there. that last verse in our first reading. He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. 
Now, these things that the Lord requires of us, these aren't things that need to be done in order to earn our salvation. We know that the Lord has saved us, that we have this amazing gift of salvation and grace that we couldn't even begin to earn on our own. But God is calling us to rejoice in our salvation and to pay attention, to pay attention to God and what God has done for us and all of creation over time, and also to pay attention to our neighbors. We are being asked to pay attention to those who are in need by doing justice and acts of loving kindness. When we walk with God, that brings us alongside our neighbors as well. And in order to live as God asks us, we need to keep paying attention. Because when we are paying attention, it leads us to live our lives in the way that follows Jesus' lead. Today we heard Jesus list all of those blessings in the Sermon on the Mount, but then he didn't just leave it at empty words. Jesus pays attention to each of these groups. Throughout his ministry, we know that he empowers the meek, he feeds the hungry, he cares for the poor, and he demands justice for the oppressed. He doesn't tell those who are imprisoned, marginalized by society, in pain, sick, or brokenhearted to give up. He spends his life on earth helping people. In the words of Debbie Thomas, Jesus acts. He doesn't simply speak blessing. He lives it. He embodies it. He incarnates it. Through his words, his hands, his feet, his life, he brings about the very blessing that he promises. Insisting that pain in and of itself is neither holy nor redemptive in the Christian story, Jesus works to bring healing, abundance, liberation, and joy to everyone who crosses his path. This, this is the vocation that we are called to. The work of the kingdom, the work of sharing the blessings that we enjoy. It's not the work of a fuzzy, distant someday. It is the work and the joy of the here and now. The Beatitudes remind us that blessing and justice are linked. If it's a blessing we want, then it's justice we must pursue. Now, in some ways, we are already doing this as a congregation. We give of our time, our finances, our belongings to organizations like Lutheran Social Services and Hope Gardens. We send a group to Tijuana each year to help families in need of housing. We pray constantly for concerns in our community and in the world. We support families through the Angel Tree Project at Christmas, we have a Christian outreach to the neighborhood through our child care center and preschool. We support our local Lutheran camps and missionaries in Tanzania. You, people of Bethlehem, you do this and more. We know that we praise God for the gift of grace and salvation, and we thank God for the blessings that we have been given and we have also been blessed with the ability to pay attention to the needs of those around us. It is a good thing that we pay attention and that we do things for others now. 
But of course, there are many other ways that we can also continue to follow the way God is calling us to live. Jesus calls you to find something you're passionate about, to find a way that you hear God's voice whispering or maybe shouting for you to pay attention. And you, that's right, you can lead something to help others as we work together here at Bethlehem to help us all to continue to do better and to be better at living out the life that we have been called to. So may Jesus' blessing give you the strength to keep paying attention, to keep caring, and to figure out where and how you can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with our God. Amen.